New World Order. New World Order. Is world government. Now, this was shot about 12 years ago. And I don't know that we've made... I'm just trying to look back and compare. I don't know that we've made enormous strides because we had come so far by 2009 or 10 that we were pretty much um, under the New World Order, or, you know, we were under the One World Government as it was. Seems like the mid-90s into the oh, yeah. early 2000s a lot happened, and then it's kind of been, you know, a little bit like kind of laying low or mm -hmm. slow going until, except we see things building up, you know, like things kind of falling into place a little bit, you know, as far as another big, like... The one thing I think that we can see... Um, how much of an impact it had on our lives globally, even in the United States, which is supposed to be an independent nation. You know, we're proud of our independence because our founding fathers saw that, that um, we needed to be totally separate, uh, made a big deal out of it. We set ourselves into the Constitution to where our sovereignty cannot be given away. The only way to give away our sovereignty is to do away with our Constitution. The Founding Fathers intentionally made it that way. Now we've gone through all these globalist leaders and we've had our share in the past. Um, we got a little reprieve with Ronald Reagan, but then we went right back to globalists, no matter who we've elected. Did he cover it in this? Since 1945, no matter who we've elected, Republican or Democrat, 50% of the cabinet members of every president, 50% or more, have come from the Council on Foreign Relations, which is an enormous, enormous, their objective, their, um, agenda. their agenda, their purpose, is to usher us into the one world government. That, has been, that is their stated goal. They state that goal. So no matter who we've elected as president, Republican or Democrat, even Reagan, at least 50% or more of their cabinet members have come from the Council on Foreign Relations whose stated goal is to push us into the one world government. So that's why at times, I mean, we have some differences on like issues of gun control and things like that, um, abortion, things of that nature. But aside from that, no matter who we've elected, it seems like we just keep going further and further towards this one world government mm -hmm. until Donald Trump came along mm -hmm. and he started pulling us out of all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Now remember, this was shot in 2009 or 2010, this video that we watched. Um, his thinking was the only way, and he mentioned it in this video, how we would probably come out of this one world government. Did he ever finish that thought, by the way? He said, um, when in, early on in the video, he was talking about the eagle's wings were not part of the combo beast mm -hmm. in Revelation 13. Did he, he ever finish that thought? He just kind of said, I thought that that we would either be wiped out somehow or we would just kind of go... He, he, he brought up the idea that there might be something else, but I don't know that he ever 
came back like to it and finished that thought. Like well, I'll finish together. that thought. If somebody wants to pull up Revelation 12. And I'm going to prefer the King James. Down the wrong pipe. Revelation twelve. What does what does thirteen start with? It's fourteen that I'm really targeting. In verse thirteen. Mm-hmm. And when the dragon saw that he was cast under the earth, he he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man child. And to the woman was given two wings of a great eagle. Okay. Here's the two wings of a great eagle that we saw in Daniel 7. And in Daniel 7, 4, if you remember, because it was the same, coincidentally the same as July 4th. Daniel 7, 4 is where the eagle's wings were broke off of the lion and made to stand as a man. So it became its own nation. Um now is Jerusalem with the woman that's getting persecuted along with the, the woman it's referring to so to set the stage because he started in 13 what happens is there's a war in heaven the culmination of that war is Satan gets cast down to the earth for a 42 month period now we know that Satan has access to God he's the accuser of the brethren things of that nature so we know Satan at least himself has access to heaven to God so he, there's a war in heaven. Satan makes one last ditch. In fact, it states that. Satan makes one last ditch to overthrow God. And Michael and his angels um, go against him. The end result is he's kicked out of heaven and down to the earth. And scripture says, And woe be to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For Satan comes down to you having great wrath. So people will tell you that the... There's an argument if it's a seven-year tribulation, but no, nobody will hardly argue the fact that the final part of the seven years is great tribulation. Satan comes down to you having great wrath. People always say it's that the tribulation is God's wrath. Mm -hmm. There's your scripture that says it is not God's wrath. So is that going to be him getting cast on earth? Is that will that be like his wrath and everything? Him manifesting the Antichrist at the exact and, moment and using that as his so, way to. So let's take a look at that. Finish that. Go on to the next verse or two. But there's your two. There's your two eagle, eagles' wings. That she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time, and times and a half of times. Okay. From the face of the serpent. From the face of the serpent. So that was another point. Eagle. So there's the two wings of the eagle. So we didn't see ourselves in the combo beast in Revelation 13. And this was kind of before Irvin saw it. I saw it pretty early on. Um, and he cemented before he, way before he passed, he cemented on that idea that it definitely was. The United States. We've always been the nation that protected Israel. Um, even globalist one world government presidents have, to one degree or another, um, done what was good for the nation of Israel to some extent more than others. Obama wasn't much of a friend to Israel, although he would carefully word his speeches to where he made it sound like he was a friend to Israel. But he was not. Um, 
him and Netanyahu did not get along at all. Um, in fact, to finish that thought, in 2016, when Donald Trump was elected president <coughs> in November of 16, that made Barack Obama the last couple of months of his presidency a lame duck. So you heard him talk about in this video how there's five nations that are the, the big five. They have total veto power when it comes to the Security Council on the United Nations. <clears throat> so the Security Council is what says, okay, I mean, you have the General Assembly and they can do stuff, not a lot of teeth to it. But if they want to put, if the United Nations wants to put teeth in something and have a military presence do something about it, <coughs> it goes to the Security Council. Any of those five nations that don't like whatever's being brought to the Security Council can instantly veto it and it's dead. Instantly. That was the only way that we could, that our uh, Congress at the time would allow us to enter into the UN. Because of what I said about our Constitution a while ago, our Constitution states that we are an independent nation. So we're not going to give our total sovereignty over to a United Nations. So the only way our Congress would come on board was if they said, the only way we'll come on board is if you give us veto power, outright veto power, anything that we stop. It's dead, dead in the water. And other nations came on and said, well, if you if you get that power, we get that power. So there's a total of five of us. So um, on his way out of office, right around Christmas time of <coughs> 2016, and you can look this up on your phone, President Obama, let it be known in the halls of the UN, we've always backed Israel with our veto power. Always, 100% of the time, we have always... <laughs> back the nation of Israel. Well, Obama let it be known because he did not care for Netanyahu, didn't care much for Israel, and why would he? He's a Muslim. He let it be known in the halls of the UN that if they were to come up with a resolution against Jerusalem, we would not veto it. Hmm. And you can look right now. The, re the UN resolution number was 2334. <laughs> and um, I refer to it, so did Brother Baxter, as the Armageddon um, resolution. They, President Obama, allowed the stage to be set for the resolution that would allow for the Battle of Armageddon. And it simply states that Jerusalem is occup illegally occupying uh, West Jerusalem, let's see, East, Jer East Jerusalem, and that that supposed to belong to the Palestinians. And so the the so Israel is illegally occupying East Jerusalem and that's supposed to be given over to the Palestinians. Now Trump was getting ready to come in office. He was just less than a month out. It was right around Christmas time or a little bit after. <coughs> Trump made phone calls and they got onto him about it because one of the places he called was Russia to say, somebody stop this. Just stop this until I get in office. And nobody would. It passed. So, according to UN law, as of this month, as of 2016 December, Jeru Israel is illegally occupying East Jerusalem. Even though it has never been the capital of any other country in the history of man than Israel. What's that? You know, that just makes a lot more sense of why, like, where that comes from. You know, because, you know, like, I, I knew that, like, they accuse them of illegally, you know, like, like, well, they shouldn't be there, but I didn't know how it kind of... 
and then and then you take it into um I want to say it's Zechariah, and I could be wrong on that. I need to look it up. But Scripture says, and I will bring all nations against, it doesn't say Israel. It says, and it's talking about the battle of Armageddon, and I will bring all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the houses will be rifled, and the the women will be ravaged. And then it says, and half the city will go into captivity. That's going to be the issue that starts the Battle of Armageddon, is the occupation of East Jerusalem. It's just building and building until... uh, So that what... Obama's Sutton order is still in place. They will end up... There's no doubt in my mind that they will end up using Resolution 2334 to invade the nation of Israel. Is that... And that's not some... Is that something that's like kind of like well-known or something you got to kind of dig for that kind of... Well, the globalists want to have everything the way they want it. Yeah. So they don't put it out there unless you know, That's unless you're listening to certain news sources. Yeah. Just look it up on your phone, UN Resolution 2334. It will tell you exactly that it's... So you're saying that can't be overturned either? It passed the United so, Nations... Trying to overturn it? We couldn't overturn it. Trump wasn't in power. We couldn't stop it. It's already now a UN... It is a passed UN resolution. But they can't... Do it and then All they have to do it. is just come to the decision that they want to. Right now, the UN wants to correct. Right, right now, the UN wants to do everything through peace. But when the Antichrist comes <clears throat> in power, and the reason all this, I'm setting the stage for all this, is what you just said in that scripture, and I think it was in 15, verse 15. Satan gets kicked out of heaven, and woe be to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for Satan comes down to you having great wrath. This is <clears throat> Satan's wrath. And he persecutes the woman. It's the nation of Israel with the 12 stars about her head. He persecutes her for a time, times, and a half a time. A time is one year, times is two years, and a half a time. Three and a half years. We know other scriptures that calls it three and a half years. We know other scriptures that calls it 42 months. There's scriptures that calls that time frame 1260 days. All of it, when you put it together and look at it, it's 42 months. So, well, so you take that scripture and you go so satan's going to have wrath for 42 months at that exact moment when you go back and look at other scripture the antichrist the physical human being that's going to claim to be god when he stands in the temple claiming to be god he will have 42 months Mm -hmm. it appears from scripture that satan is going to be kicked down to heaven kicked out of heaven and possess physically possess the body of the individual that Will become the antichrist. That will be the antichrist. Mm-hmm. And when I was in Texas, and I realized that I was saying that out of my, or I was wanting to say that out of my mouth, and I looked at my buddy and I said, "Is there any other before I come to the any microphone and say that out loud that Satan may himself, you know, people can get possessed with demons. Is there any scripture at all that says Satan has ever?" embodied a person himself and mike said yes judas yeah oh, yeah and satan entered him yeah and wow. jesus looked at him now he physically he was looking at judas but i guarantee you jesus was looking at satan possessing yeah. judas and he looked at him and he said whatever you must do do it quickly yeah. because he was on a timetable mm-hmm. he had to be crucified <laughs> on the passover No, that's why it makes it like that kind of like came to me like 
whenever you were saying that. Like, it's like I've heard this yes. numerous times, but then all of a sudden it's like, when he gets kicked out, will that be the point when he says, okay, socialism I'm going to take on this. That's when I'm going to manifest or enter into whoever. And it goes back to what the Antichrist we gonna... watched on that video the other night exactly. about the entertainment industry. These spirits want to be worshipped. Worshipped. So does Satan. So he's going. So if you take socialism and boil it down to its essence, <clears throat> the people that believe in socialism and like socialism, their god that they worship is the government. Mm -hmm. The government provides for everything. They worship government. Yes. Well, who has set? It, it tells us in Revelation thirteen who gave who gives this. One world government, it's power, seat, and great authority. Dragon. Satan has been setting this thing up for decades. Mm -hmm. So all this comes along now, and the culmination of it is all these people are, it's a socialistic government. We, I don't know if he talked about it tonight, but in another chapter or later in that chapter, it talks about um, that beast is a scarlet-colored beast. <clears throat> oh, um, the false prophet will be riding that beast. That's the Pope at the time yeah. of the Catholic Church will be in lockstep with the one world government. And it says that that beast that the Pope is writing, the false prophet, is a scarlet colored beast. So that's socialistic in nature. Yes. So if that's the case, that's socialism. So this one world government, it's one more factor that we've learned about it. This one world government will be socialistic in nature. Well, is it? Everybody's still sitting there. Is it? Yeah. Absolutely. They don't believe in personal freedoms. No. And so I'll go back to one of the things I was originally talking about and tie it back in. 18 months ago, two years ago, two and a half years ago, what world organization pretty much made a determination on everything on earth? WHO? The World Health Organization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they shut this world uh -huh. down. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't right. shut a country down. Shut the world, yeah. And this really nice, great guy. So if YouTube, you're listening, this guy stepped in and he was a fantastic guy. So don't censor me. He was a great guy. This guy was so nice. He stepped out of a role with... Um, Microsoft and just gave up his job making billions so he could mm -hmm. kindly step in and save the world with a vaccine. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. what had happened, the number one supporter, the number one financer of the World Health Organization was what nation? Was it the U.S.? U.S. Yeah. To a tune of about $240 million a year that we gave them. The number two was China and they were like $40 million. So by far, we were, we were the largest supporter of the World Health Organization. Trump pulled us out of it because of all their shenanigans yeah. with COVID. And it, was a, it caused a big, stir, stirred up a bunch of flack towards him. Bill Gates stepped in. What a nice guy. Bill Gates steps in, and he says, I'm going to start funding the World Health Organization $100 million a year. And he stepped away from this enormous role, paying him billions of dollars with Microsoft. What a great guy. Just in case you're listening, YouTube, what a great guy. <coughs> Gets into the vaccine industry. 
And I would call it advertising money because he slips the World Health Organization $100 million a year. <coughs> the World Health Organization now starts dictating to nations, you must give your, force your populations to take the vaccine mm -hmm. that he's now invested in. Heavily invested in. Mm -hmm. So did he do it out of being a great guy? Or did he do it to line his pocket? Philanthropist. Philanthropist. <laughs> <coughs> and we've had, since then, it's been forced on everybody. And, they, and you saw how much ground they gained in this nation. And we're a free nation. Yeah. We're the freest nation on the face of the earth. And you saw how much freedom they took away from us. Mm -hmm. Right. I still see people... Wearing their mask, driving their car alone. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. With the windows up. Yeah. My really? my neighbors in Texas. If I walked out my back door, they were catty corner to my left. You know, it's all it's all fences, backyard fences. But we were up a little higher, and I could see over all of our neighbors' fences. Um, we had a <coughs> family that lived catty corner to our left, out the back door. They would come out and garden. One person would come outside and garden in a mask by themselves. Outside, wearing a mask. <laughs> Who are you protecting? Your tomatoes? <coughs> I don't. I don't. I, I never did get that. And, that and, was, and it was just stupidity. There was no science behind any of it. But you see how the world government came in and took over, and lined the pockets of one of their own. Of course, a lot of people made money off this. A lot of the globalists made big money off this mandate, and all of this. Uh, nonsense that went on <clears throat> governments buying go anywhere you want to today and they'll give you a free vaccine yeah government's paying for it well who's paying for the government taxpayers so they're just taking <coughs> our money now they're sending our money over to Ukraine mm. and I support Ukraine wink wink um, so they send couple hundred billion over there and I'm sure that uh, Zelensky over there pocketed a couple of bucks but it, a lot of it just comes right back into the pockets of our politicians <coughs> Joe Biden's son mm -hmm. he couldn't paint a stick figure he does an art he does an art show and sells paintings for half a million dollars how do you think this money ends up in their pockets What's my stick figure worth? It's worth what the highest bidder is willing to pay for it. This guy ain't no artist. Took a sixth grade coloring book. Stupid. And American people are just dumb enough and go right along with it. Of course, what are we going to do? You know, I don't, I don't know what you do about it. <coughs> Did that spark any debate? That whole nonsense I just spewed out? I just... I guess I don't understand that, you know, we're supposedly one of the smartest nations around, and it seems like everybody fell so easily into, you know, how can somebody that, you know, a nation that has <clears throat> basically stuck to themselves and say we're not going to fall for any of this garbage, literally fall for the garbage, and massive massive numbers fear mm -hmm. they use yeah. fear a lot of fear 
And peer pressure, because there's plenty of yeah, but there's and then they a lot of people shaming people for not wearing masks and people getting fights over it. Stupid like stuff. Propaganda, the You're media, your, you know, just yeah, a lot of propaganda. But how many people? How many people caved underneath their job mandate? Especially all of these companies. You'd be. It just blows my mind how many companies, in one form or another, provide something for the U.S. government. And if your company is a supplier of any kind to the U.S. government back then, you were you fell underneath a vaccine mandate. You had to give it to all your employees, or you had to fire them. Yeah. And so all of my wife included, um, you all had to take the vaccine. And very few companies were allowing a religious exemption, which is in the Constitution. But so she, she got vaccine? it. No, she did not. We we stood up and she got the <coughs> religious exemption. But a lot of people caved. And then you also saw in the headlines where a lot of nurses did not. Uh-huh. It blows my mind that the Constitution applies to every single person on the that stands on this continent, unless you're a healthcare worker. The Constitution <laughs> does not state that it does not apply to healthcare workers. They have the same constitutional rights yeah. that we have. Mm-hmm. So how could the Supreme Court come in and say, no, you're healthcare workers, you have to take it or lose your job? It's not right. No. They still want to make all healthcare workers, hospital, doctor's office, whatever, wear masks. Now, we don't. In a private setting, we don't. At the FCB, they still got um, plastic, or still got Lexan up at all the desks. And, well, know. I've got news for them. They might as well keep it up. Because Matthew 24 said there's not going to be a pestilence. Right. It says there's going to be pestilences. Mm-hmm. And before... You're talking about the other... <coughs> um, I think there's going to be other diseases coming yeah. along that's going to be pushed on us. Having said that, before COVID hit, I didn't have a grasp that anything like this could even be done or would be done. Short-sighted, I guess. But back like in 09, 10, when I started getting into prophecy, <coughs> before I ran into End Time Ministries, I'm sitting here looking at these prophecies, and I'm like, okay. Revelation 13, 18 talks about Every man will be forced to take a mark of the beast. To buy or sell. Or you won't be able to buy or sell. And <coughs> if you do take that mark of the beast, you will be forever damned. <clears throat> so I'm sitting, but I'm also looking at Revelation 12 14 that says that the United States, and Dave ended up reading far enough to finish that thought, the United States is going to be fighting against. It says, um, we're going to be protecting Israel from the face of the serpent. So this is a very bold, we're not putting up with your nonsense, Donald Trump type political move or political statement. Because it's not going to be an easy time. You saw the pressure that Donald Trump was under. It's going to be the same thing, only worse. For whatever leader is in power in the final three and a half years, it's going to be worse. I'll just go ahead and say it's going to be worse. That president will be... (coughs) will go through more than Trump went through. But yet that president is going to stand up and protect Israel. So I'm sitting here going, okay, how are people in the United States going to be, because it appears that we're going against 
the Antichrist. But people will be able to take this mark. So how is that going to work? I couldn't really put my wrap my head around the fact that we're not our government's not going to be forcing it on us. It didn't appear, but yet you'll be able to take it if you want it. And then COVID hit, mm -hmm. and I'm like, it may it's going to be exactly like that. Mm -hmm. Now whether it's a mark, because remember, right, not long before the final three and a half years starts, there's going to be a war that kills a third of the human race. So this <coughs> mark may very well be. We got to figure out who's left and mark everybody. So, Joe, you've been counted. You're marked. We know we've counted you. And now we can count everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Follow me. Or. No. Um, you're saying that if I did take it? Um, if, <coughs> if somebody takes this mark of the beast, uh -huh. you are forever damned. Right. You cannot be saved. Right. Yep. You're, there's no repentance out of it. Right. I, I know that. So it's to my mind, and, and, and unless somebody wants to come up and talk to me and I have another idea, <coughs> in my mind, prior to COVID, I could only think of one reason that there would be a mark. Because you've lost two and a half billion people. Now it would be more than that, 2.8. We've already lost the third. Or we have not lost the third yet. There will be, there's a war coming up. The spark of that war is going to be along the Euphrates River. It's the Sixth Trumpet War. <coughs> Satan's wrath has been... Not yet. It'll have to happen before the Antichrist is revealed. It'll have to be done scripturally. It has to fall before the three and a half years starts. 2.8 million... Billion. Billion are gone. Will die from this war. And then you'll have Satan's wrath... Not long after that. Okay. Following up. Right it could up. be right before it. It could okay. be a couple of years prior. It doesn't kind of tell like us. It would be kind of like the kickoff. You know, like the, the Six Trumpet War would be kind of like the kickoff. I think know, it's probably going to be what... Very secular. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be probably what launches the Antichrist into power. Yeah. He'll come in on the back of this war. That's my theory. <coughs> scripture, if you look at the Scripture in Daniel 9.27 where the peace agreement is signed and starts the final seven years, that is also, there's two things. One, I don't know which is next. There's two things that's possible for next. Mm -hmm. The signing of the peace agreement or this war. Yeah. Scripture doesn't tell us which one is going to happen first. Yeah. Because they're not in the same parts of the Bible. We are ready and prepared now. Everything is, the stage is set for the peace agreement to be signed. I guess if you're just gonna think of it like a lot, like just like a logical standpoint, you'd I guess almost think that there's the war would possibly come first, and that would invoke the reason for the peace a agreement. need for a peace agreement. And that's how Irvin saw it. Okay, yeah. But with Trump in office, he wasn't. He didn't need he was some. Trying, yeah. He didn't need some war to make a lot of headway on a peace agreement. Mm -hmm. Almost got it done. You could almost see how that could almost. Something like that, and if everyone was in agreement with it, you know, that could spark a Correct. dispute for it's like, okay, well, here's what I think of your peace agreement. But he you also, know. the only way that Irvin was able to see <clears throat> when he shot this video, of course, Irvin was still alive when Trump was in office, but um, all the way pretty much through Trump's presidency, he was alive. But 
when he shot this video, the only way he could really see the United States pulling out of the UN was this six Trump war. We, it would just ostracize us and say, look, you've caused enough death and destruction. Just you stay over there <coughs> type of the thing. And I don't know. I, I don't I don't remember how I really felt about that. But when Trump came in office, <coughs> Irvin and I both were like, well, this is us pulling out of the UN right now. Trump pulled us out of the World Health Organization. He started pulling us back and setting um, setting us on kind of the back burner of the um, NATO. Because the other, we're protecting all the nations of Israel, or all the nations of Europe, and we're the ones footing the bill for it. Yeah, I remember all that. Remember that? Yeah, he, remember he, that. Like, he went on a whole... Basically, we're the ones like funding NATO. the whole NATO thing. But it's their butts that's getting protected. Yeah, that's what they I should be kicking up the more like, of the bill. I remember Trump like yeah. talking about that, you know, like we're we're paying for it all, but they want to have a word in edgewise, you know. It's like, and I would love to have seen Trump be in office long enough to kick. He wanted the UN gone. He wanted them back across the <clears> pond. <throat> they have another uh, setup over in um, is it Geneva? But they have a whole other place over in Geneva. This is the main one in New York. And I, I would love to have seen the time when Trump kicked them out of the United States, took that building over and called it the Trump Tower. I think that would have been all right by me. You know, you come stay here. Do you think there's a possibility here. Trump can get back in at all? Oh, I think, I think there's an extremely good chance that Trump will get back in. However, Trump will not be the president. I shouldn't say it that way. I, I don't, I don't Couldn't see it. be it. another situation like Biden? He's not our president. He's, He's everybody else running the show. I still refer to Biden as our former vice president. I, I, just, I, I can't say president. president at all. But um, he can't possibly be the president at all. Trump's he put two words together. Trump's pushing eighty. We haven't started the final seven years yet, and this president that we're looking at in Revelation twelve fourteen, the type of president that's going to be standing up for Israel against the face of the serpent. <laughs> And we haven't seen peer pressure like we'll see in that final three and a half years. Mm. We have seen, and we've watched some videos that really <coughs> hone us in on it. But most of us have been around long enough to see this. You remember the 80s, Dave? Yeah. We've seen this major, major surge in the last 20 years. Of just going in the wrong direction, fast, uh -huh. mm -hmm. morals, oh, yeah. moral decline, oh, yeah. as Papa would say. This <laughs> moral decline of our nation, and this was a God-fearing nation. Uh -huh. um, after 9-11, and I'm not saying it was right or wrong or indifferent, but there was a lot of anti-Muslim sentiment because of 9-11. Who was the very next president we elected after Bush? Muslim. A Muslim. Everything just started careening to the to the left. Yeah. And it just blows my mind at the speed of it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's going to uptick faster. Satan knows about how long he's got mm -hmm. on this earth. We knew that in the New Testament when the demon-possessed man came up to Jesus and said, Have you come to torment us before the appointed time? Mm 
So we know that they know about how long they've got. So that's why we're seeing this uptick. It's going to be increased when Satan gets kicked down to the earth and has three, and he'll know it. He knows scripture. He knows scripture. He knows he'll have three and a half years left. And he's going to go bonkers. He's going to go for broke. I can't do anything in heaven. I can't make a mark in heaven. I'm going to the only thing I can do against God down here on this earth, because I'm stuck down here, is I'm going to go against his nation of Israel. God said, I will put my name in the, in Israel, and I'll put my name there forever. Well, I'm going to go after it. <coughs> and if that's where he wants his name, guess where I want my name? Mm -hmm. yeah. Same place. I'm going to wipe him off. And we all know how that's going to end. Satan does too. There's nothing he can do about it. And any and I said this last week, anybody that thinks in all this chaos that's going on and the purple hair and all this nonsense that's going on, spikes coming out their ears, guy doesn't know if he's a guy or a girl or a cat. That's on our back door. <laughs> God is still in control. <clears throat> Twenty six hundred years ago he gave Daniel this prophecy of a lot of what would happen now. Fast forward six, or I guess that was 2,600 years ago. Fast forward from Daniel, 550, 650 years when John wrote Revelation and gave us even more detail. Of course, Ezekiel had a lot to say about end time as well as Zechariah. But you fast forward to Revelation when John wrote Revelation a couple of thousand years ago. And it's it was just like what I said last week. I'm going to tell you before you even came here tonight, I'm going to tell you, when you leave here, this is exactly the route you're going to take to get home. And there's nothing you can do about it. And sure enough, when you leave here because of roadblocks or because some stupid thing here and there, you're forced to take the exact turns that I said that you would take to get to your house. And there was nothing you could do about it. So God's in control. He wrote it down in Daniel, Zechariah, Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. uh, Thessalonians mm -hmm. Revelation this is exactly what's going to happen in the end time and the devil can't do a darn thing and he can't do anything, <clears throat> he's powerless to do anything about it all he has to do is make it to where one scripture doesn't happen have you seen that I'm trying to remember the pastor that talks about this God fills all space and time mm -hmm. <clears throat> if anything isn't what he said it was it causes it would cause a wrinkle and that wrinkle would throw everything god doesn't have the space to move so when he says something it's a fact it has to happen that way and it will happen that way so if god is wrong in one scripture the whole thing would unravel the whole thing would collapse apart he can't be wrong on anything so it's like we were talking about last week about Joseph and Mary were in Nazareth. Scripture said the Savior would be born in Bethlehem. How do you get him there? i got to fulfill that one line in Scripture. I'm going to put a little thought in Caesar's brain that his tax revenues are low, and we got to get everybody back to the city that they were born in to, for taxation. For yeah, a sense. He'll use, he can use to get to get his or accomplish his will. He can use 
Who use anybody? And you know, like even if they don't realize it, you know, or know why they're having this feeling or making this decision, you know, like uh, moving the whole world or changing the whole world in that sense. You know, kind of like I heard. Uh, I don't know if it's a message I heard or something or somebody say, or I've heard it said before about that. You know, like Satan. That Satan is. Uh, he's God's Satan. You know, it's like he's. Well, he he's created not him. doing thing. He's technically carrying out God's will. Yeah. At the same time, when he's that's doing a good point. Things, yeah. You know, like Satan, yeah. he's even Terry. he's even God's Satan. You know, because he's not in complete control of ultimate will of everything. You know, or like uh, the narrative. You know, like what, what, what's gonna end up happening. You know, I got it. By him point. doing what he wants to do, he's gonna fulfill God's will. You know, for the world. For the world. You what's know? that? I I guess it, it just kind of. Obviously, the Jews have not, um, they have not accepted the fact that Jesus was the Messiah, okay? Um, the devil is going to come back and pour his wrath out on, on the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And he's going to do more harm to them than Hitler well, did. I, and I guess <clears throat> we've all been told, born again, you know, water baptized, speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. Is all of this still in hope that, you know, some of the Jewish people will, you know, the light bulb will kick on? It will. There's scripture to it. Yeah. And, and, and I have some... There's scripture to the... There's scripture to that. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> at the time the Antichrist stands in the temple of God claiming to be God, at that moment, we will know who for sure, without a doubt, who the Antichrist is. He will reveal himself. Mm -hmm. He's going to stand in the newly built temple, stop the sacrifices, claim to be God. Something about that, and, and there's recordings of it in Matthew... Mark and Luke, at least. I haven't looked at John. I mean, it's not in my memory. Um, that says, Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Mm -hmm. If you're on the rooftop, don't come down to get your clothes. If you're in the field, don't come back to get... Hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. Because then will be great tribulation such as never before has been seen, nor ever again shall be. There's also another scripture that talks about the same time frame, and it says, and I will save, so these people that are out in Judah, Judea, Samaria, Judea, they are going to come under tremendous persecution at that moment in time, and they're going to have to get out of there. They're going to be sent back into Israel proper. They're going to have to run back into protection of Israel, Israel's proper borders. Scripture says, I will save the tents of Judah first. Well, they're including end-time ministries, as far as I know, they're the only ones, but there may be other people involved. They're wanting to send a thousand people the day the peace agreement is signed. you got three and a half years before you have that happen, right? The first half of the final seven years, the first three and a half years. They're wanting to take a thousand people into Jerusalem, into Samaria, into Judea, I should say, 
the West Bank. As of now, there's about 800,000, 900,000 Jews that live out in Judea. And um, they're not as protected as they would be in Jerusalem proper. So they're wanting to go out and knock on every single door and tell every Jewish person out there, this is going to happen. In, you know, at about this time, this is going to happen. Because once we start the final seven years, we'll know about when the Antichrist is going to stand in the temple claiming to be God. Because Scripture even gives us days that he'll be in power. So we'll be able to go in and within a few, within a few weeks or whatever, pinpoint around this date, this guy is going to stand in the temple, your newly built temple claiming to be God. If you see that happening, get out now. Just get out before it happens. Get out now. Keep this flyer on your refrigerator, whatever. But I'm just telling you, get out. Well, apparently some people are going to heed that warning because the ones that make it back into protected Israel, um, it, Scripture says, I will save the tents of Judah first. Well, their instructions will be to come to end-time ministries and they're going to preach the gospel to them. Look, the word of Jesus Christ just saved your physical life. Let's, let me tell you how you need to save your spiritual life. Well, how, what more of a powerful tool than somebody that just about lost their life <coughs> and thank God they remembered that flyer that was on the refrigerator and that guy that came and knocked on their door or that lady, maybe your sister. You never know. She's been over there, hasn't she? You're talking about sister-in-law. Or sister-in-law. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vanessa. Vanessa. She hasn't been to Jerusalem, but she's been there. I thought she was in Palestinian at one Palestine at one point. Mm. No, it was maybe not. I can't think of it. It wasn't Palestine. But... Okay. So uh, was that in the Jordan? Jordan. 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 Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No, was that the one? The hundred forty-four thousand was saved in the cleft of a rock. Um. That's 12,000 from each tribe. I don't really know, but this is talking about Judea initially. At the end of all of it, Scripture says that all of Israel shall be saved. So there's going to come a point in time at the end of this battle of Armageddon where Israel is losing. They're about wiped off the face of the earth, and these soldiers are going to look up and say, Lord, you said you would come back. This is about it. I mean, we need you now. Our ammo boxes are empty. We need you now. And that's when he's going to come back. Well, Scripture says after he defeats Satan and the armies, one of the, one of the people in the military will look at him and say, they'll recognize him as Messiah, obviously. He just came in and wiped out their enemies. Mm-hmm. And when he's standing there, they're going to, they're going to say, where did you get these scars in your hands and, and on your feet? And he's going to say, I got them in the house of my friends. Scripture also says, blindness doth, blindness in part doth happen. COVID brain again. Blindness in part doth happen. Talking about the nation of Israel, the Jewish people, right now they've got blinders on. Mm-hmm. God put those blinders on them. So does he show them a little extra mercy? I can't answer that because I know what Scripture says to Nicodemus. You must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. So I guess of, that's what I mean. Of the Jews that are killed yeah. through this time frame, what's going to happen to them? Right. 
that's going to be a God thing. Yeah. Because as far as you and I know, you have to be born of the water and the spirit. Mm -hmm. But does he have some other way of dealing with them because he partially blinded them to begin with, to make it to where they really couldn't see it? The plan of self. I don't know. I'm not saying that he's going to change for them. There's not any scripture for that. But I'm saying the people that are left... The, the population, what small population is left of Israel, um, says all of Israel shall be saved. So, so when, with all of this being said, when is the um, Holy Ghost taken out? Isn't that never. When, That's what blows my mind. No, I, there's a rapture. Like when, when. When you comes, the devil comes down with his rag. And, when they you know, saw Jesus transfigured and and go up and to heaven and a cloud received him, yeah. did the Holy Ghost take come out of the earth at that point? No. He simply was a forerunner for exactly what's going to happen with us. Our bodies will change <coughs> just like and become just like the body Jesus had after he was resurrected. We will have that exact same type of body. We will be able to come and go, disappear, reappear, sit down and have dinner with our people that we know, our loved ones, whatever it is that ha we may know different people because we're ruling and reigning in different parts of the earth. It may not be a part of the earth that we lived in before. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, but we're still going to have a love for people. So we will still be able to have the ability to sit down and partake have bre eat bread with them. Break so bread with kinda, them. We will have a, a, a one, we will have a one world government, but God's one and world. And he just government. said that. Yes, yeah. the only time a one world government's going to work is when the perfect man is running it. Mm -hmm. It only only take place what God said will take place too. But we will put on God's mind when we become immor immortal, when we are changed like Christ was changed. So, so speaking. Of that, well, not in God's possession or in God's um, uh, way of ruling, but um, when that Strobe Talbot was describing, he was actually describing a global governance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, I felt like he, I couldn't um, really grasp what he was trying to say. Okay, because it. it it's, it felt so broken up to me, I just couldn't I couldn't get a hold of it. And we were kind of talking, too, a little bit. Um, the basic point, if you boil that Strobe Talbot interview down to just a sentence or whatever, what he's basically saying is, even at that point in time, he's like, we already have a world government. People talk about it like it's a futuristic thing. We already have it. And the organizations he mentioned, we were just talking about the World Health Organization, the WTO, the World Trade Organization, the United Nations. We already have world global government. And what happened when, and all of these leaders of these governments are tied in with it. They're all part of the, they're all part of the scheme against the population. Now, when it's, I'm trying to get my thoughts here together. When it says there's going to be just 
destruction such as man has never seen. Is that against Israel? Or is that it appears to me, I would say that, I mean, no, actually no. The answer is no, because Scripture also says that any nation that comes against the Antichrist, he will go against them. But he'll do it as a banner of peace. We have to destroy this country. We have to destroy, we have to go to war against this country and defeat them because um, we need peace on this mm -hmm. earth. And the only way, the only way this the United States is going to have peace is if we take all their guns. Kind of like the same thing that Hitler did sort to the of Jews. Like, hey, this is the only way to solve, you know, in, under a banner of peace. We're, oh, we're gonna we got to get rid of this this problem. Has anybody? Because uh, I've heard, I'd heard, you know, in uh, probably February, March, April, that Russia had started to. Um, just have their like uh, 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 censor or just put out their own information to their people. Who's this? Russia. Okay. Putin had. Ha has there been any of that propaganda, any of that video footage um, that they were watching, that the, the the Russian people were watching? That oh, like their own like. Uh, like national propaganda, like yeah, all the news agencies in Russia are national propaganda. Right. Well, I I've only heard that. I, I I'd be interested to see what are their people actually seeing, hearing, like on the radio, Me on too. television. Yeah. Is any of that like on YouTube? Because that was like the same thing that was going on in Germany. You Look know, up like he, if, he, if you he, want. He was putting out propaganda radio broadcasts, putting out false information. If you to want to get, get people an, to like turn a blind eye to what he was actually doing, spinning it, yeah, yeah. If you want to get an idea of what Russia's putting out there, look at RT News. That's what's that? Russian Times News. Oh, but it's English version. That's why I was at the. They made the the German, a lot of the German people, go through the concentration camps to see what was actually going on after after. After the war, because so, they, they, they didn't actually, they a lot of people did, they didn't believe that that was what was really. I don't know on. how much of this you know. You probably know a little bit because you've gone down that rabbit trail. <clears throat> Do you know who gave Hitler the idea of going to war? And as soon as I asked that question, the answer just went straight out of my head. Is it an American? Okay, it came back. No. European, bankster, banker, bank family. Rothschilds? Yep. Who? The Rothschilds. The Rothschilds. Who are British, who are British, said, if you go to war, we'll fund you. The British? Not the British. The Rothschilds, who are British. But th more than British people, they are globalists. So they told Hitler, if you'll go to war, we'll back you. We'll fund you. We'll fund you. And they're one of the main like, family lines that's elitist. Uh, like hold the, you know, yeah. the majority of the wealth of the, the when world. When the United States borrows money, who do we borrow it from? Oh, is it China? Yeah, that's what they said. Some, oh, we owe them about $7 trillion of our $31 trillion. Oh. When our Federal Reserve needs money... We borrow it from the Rothschilds as one of the families. We borrow it from the, we borrow it from the 
Rockefeller. No, what's the Rockefeller. what's the the Federal Reserve? Uh-huh. The Federal Reserve is not part of the federal government. It's not part of our government at all. It's a private entity, but it's owned by these Rothschilds, Rockefellers, J.P. Mor- the Morgans. Mm-hmm. So they, in essence, all they do is give the thumbs up to print the more Morgans? money. We don't have that kind of money. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> we own the father. He's the. <laughs> Owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Yes, so, yeah. that's right. <laughs> so they, in essence, loan our country money when we need it. But they print it out of thin air. Now we owe it back, but in real currency. Not only that, in in the case now, where they're bumping up, in, the interest rates have been zero for a long time. But if I pull air out of my sleeve and turn it into money and say, you owe me 20 trillion, yeah. right? Uh-huh. You make a ton of money. I made 20 trillion, whether I charged interest on it or not. Yeah. Right? Right. <clears throat> now I'm going to charge you, as of I think today or yesterday, I'm going to charge you 3.75% interest. We had to borrow money. Everybody else, whoever was involved in this war, had to borrow money from the Rothschilds the Roth- and the Morgans and the and the Rockefeller. And they created the money. Oh, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm going to put more of this puzzle together for you. The president after Reagan was who? Oh, George H. Bush. George H. W. Bush. His dad, it was his dad or his grandpa, who I believe it would have been his dad, was a guy named August Bush. He was a senator. There was also a powerful family making automobiles back in the day called the Fords. Mm -hmm. The Morgans, J.P. Morgan family. And there were a few others. They didn't get in any criminal trouble, although in my opinion they should have been tried for treason. After World War II was done and some audits were done, it was suspected during the war. But a lot was going on because of the war. After the war they did some audits. Morgans, Rockefellers, which are U.S., August Bush, the Bush family, Fords. They found out they were profiting off both sides of the war. They were selling. It was against the law for an American citizen to sell and provide military might to Germany. Makes sense. But if you start a shell company over there and you start making automobiles and troop carriers and weaponry and um, AT&T was involved in it as well and you start providing it under your shell company to Germany it's, it's a shell company you didn't do it it's that company whatever that company is shell meaning means me and you are going to start a company in Germany and work or in some third country that's not involved in the war, Poland, well, not Poland either, because they were involved in the war. But you see what I'm saying? But they're going to sell the same product to no, both sides of the... not the same product. They're made differently. Okay. So their tank, I don't think they provided tanks, but I think it was more like vehicles, troop carriers, that sort of thing, is what the Fords were doing. The Rockefellers were financing it. The Morgans were financing it. The bankers... The uh, Rothschilds were financing all of this. So no matter who won the war, they win. 
That's the I you were blowing my mind right now. Look up that well, August like Bush got remember, censored. Remember that picture they sent you? Mm-hmm. Well, that has a House of the Rothschild, House Wait. of Rockefellers, all that Let stuff, and see. how they're connected it's, with each it's other. It's a crazy Let thing to follow. It. I couldn't even follow it. Let me see it. George, uh, it's, uh, August Bush was censored oh, on the Senate floor no, for his role a, uh, in profiting off both sides of the war. He got a slap on the hand, and we lost thousands and thousands of men, and they were helping to keep it going. That's the craziest thing. I mean, I. Yeah. It's a bad Do you even know the corruption of the CIA? Why? Well, I know what I've heard in the past couple, past two years. Probably multiply that times ten. Because mm -hmm. the CIA goes back pretty far as well. It's pretty much to the end of World War II. I don't know if they were involved before that. Um, they were. It was just under a different organization. It's the same stuff. It was just. They are the most... We will go into Ukraine. Remember when there was a big uprising in Ukraine during the Obama presidency? You no, remember, those, those years are pretty hazy. Do you remember um, when Joe Biden was caught on tape when he was running against Trump? He was caught on tape saying... Now, he was the vice president at the time, but he was being interviewed by a news organization here in the country, and he was telling them. So this prosecutor in Ukraine was prosecuting and investigating on the Ukrainian side of the deal, the corrupt Ukrainians that were dealing with a guy named Hunter Biden and his cronies, and they were basically doing corrupt things with an oil and gas company. Hunter Biden sat on the board of Burisma. Of course, he had no knowledge of oil and gas industry. But it was so corrupt, all these we sent billions, 1.7 billion or 1.7 trillion. 1.7, I want to say trillion. Can't be right. 1.7 trillion. And guess how much of that came up missing? 1.7 trillion. The whole thing came up missing. They can't find it. So there was this whole big corruption scandal going on. And this... Wait, when was this? During Biden's vice presidency. During the Obama administration. So this... Um, and you can look this up online. It's the, You would have to not Google it. You'd have to go through DuckDuckGo or something. A, couple of, a, a little bit later, a year or so later... Biden was bragging about it to a press guy that was interviewing him. And so he flies over to Ukraine and tells them, you've got to fire this prosecutor that is investigating my son. They said we're not, they had just come under a new government. And this new government is like, we're not stopping the invest, we're not going to fire that prosecutor. Well, we were... Obama had just signed a deal saying, we'll, we'll give you a billion dollars. So Biden says, you don't fire the prosecutor, you don't get the billion dollars. Have you heard this quote? You've had to have seen this video. Nobody has seen this video? Through all that Trump-Biden... Uh, I've loosely heard about it, but yeah. 
it's an easy thing to look up. So Biden's given the story to this news interview in front of an audience. Hmm. And an he's acting like he's a big shot. He's like, I'm sitting on Air Force Two at the runway. And he, and he calls the, the president of the country. And he says, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting a billion dollars. And the prosecutor says, you don't have that kind of power. And he says, try me. All I got to do is call Obama and you don't get the billion dollars. Oh, my God. plane leaves in an hour. If you don't have the prosecutor fired in an hour, you're not getting a billion dollars. Wow. He got the phone call before he left. Prosecutors fired. They got the billion dollars and he flew back on Air Force Two. Wow. Really? And, and I just got my audio banned off of every platform for saying, I guarantee it. I just recently remember uh, hearing something about back further, uh, right before 9-11. I guess like the day before 9-11, like Donald Rumsfeld uh, like made it was like on TV saying that there was like 1.7 billion dollars or trillion dollars that was unaccounted for that they discovered was unaccounted for and then the next day mm -hmm. the, I forgot the about World that. Trade Center where they kept the records of that got so like when you said 1.7 trillion billion, that like really well there was an amount up. of money that we to try to get Ukraine back on its feet we gave we gave them a tremendous amount of money. Of course, it was a, a loan that would be forgiven, but um, and that was separate from this billion. But the entirety of it came up missing. It bounced around to the Caymans and a whole bunch of accounts, and the Caymans won't give up any information. That's why they have accounts in the Caymans. The Caymans wouldn't give up any information. Are you guys looking up that video? Is that what you're doing? No. I'm oh. Yeah, that was pretty famous back when, in the election time of 2020. I guess what I want to understand is, obviously the Rothschilds and Rockefellers, they got more money than they ever know what to do with. Why do they need more? It's not about the money anymore. It's about power. Well, they, just, they already they, have the thing that they're using. They already have the, the power. That's what I'm saying. They've got the money and the power. No, they want absolute power. Well, you know, my mind goes back, and I don't know if any of you guys ever played it. There used to be a game called SimCity. Yeah. Did you ever play that game? Never played it, but I saw a lot of people that did. You've got this square of map with grids on it. Some of it's water, some of it's land, and you can build up the water, make it land, but you've only got so many grids, and once you get the whole thing full and the town's running pretty good and... It becomes pretty boring pretty quickly because you could trick it and say no natural disasters and then that give you a chance to kind of nothing bad would happen to really destroy something or a monster appear and start crushing your buildings and so you turn off the disasters get your city functioning really well you got a whole big grid and everything just running right like it's boring so every now and then you kick on the disasters and a tornado would cut through and and tear up a whole bunch of stuff of course in real life, kill a bunch of people. Ah, but it makes it more interesting. Now you can rebuild the roads, and you know now you got you've created something to do again. I don't think it's much more complicated than that. Yeah. 
but they don't have total control because they don't control the United States as much as they would like. I, that's hard to believe because everybody just seems to... And you have to put on the mind of Satan too. Satan wants to destroy everybody. So you have to put it on and say, uh, well, like Scripture says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So these people have really spirits involved in this situation, principalities and powers. And they're stuck here anyways. they got to do something. So their goal is to just sideline everybody they can sideline. You, 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 me. And so as long as people are doing right, they've got a job to do. And to keep everybody correct. It's like corralling cats, I would imagine. So they've got to get everybody under control that they can get. So they've been plotting and planning. This plot, this plot of one world government has been going on longer than any one or two single generations can can come up with. It goes back further than that. Goes back to the tower, essentially. In fact, once I realized that World War II was a put-up job, I started investigating World War One, and I don't. I've now forgotten what I found. I need to go do it again, even though now it's harder to do research because a lot of that stuff's gone. But um, World War One was a put-up job. So then I got to thinking, wait a minute, how far back does this go? And there were a lot of indications that um, if it didn't start there, at least I it there was a lot of a lot of evidence that pointed to it started around Lincoln's time. And Lincoln was not a fan of it. Yeah. And you see what happened to him. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it makes you wonder who was actually, you know, you hear of throughout the history of Lincoln, and I believe that, that they were Christian presidents or Christian whatever, and Washington would bow in the snow and pray. And Lincoln's you know. mother appears to have spoken in tongues. It was written, it's been recorded. Yes, who sold that? Was it Jason that sold that story before? Or maybe his pastor that, you know, Lincoln's parents had met in a, in a Pentecostal. Wow. It wouldn't have been a Pentecostal church because it didn't exist. But, but but at the time, it was that big... I spoke about him too um, before I left. Um, maybe it was you that, that said it. His parents met and it, and there was... Well, I don't know that I would have talked about Lincoln, but um, it would have been somebody else, but I knew about it. Um, who was the big preacher? The guy that I spoke about on Father's Day was um, the guy that wrote that song, It Is Well With My Soul, uh, Horatio Spafford. He was a big fan of, I want to say Wesley, but I'm not, I'm not sure that I'm spitting out the right name. Tyndale? There's John, Tindale, Wesley. John, John Wesley, I think, didn't he start, kind of start the Methodist Church? Uh, yeah. But the Methodist Church used to be oneness. Exactly. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, there was pockets of people speaking in tongues or having the Holy Spirit. It just the big wave or movement of it, you know, from. It turned into Azusa Street when it started in Topeka, Kansas. 
that's whenever it became the Pentecostal movement, where we got a name and you, you kept the... I believe there was right. never a point in time when the entirety of the light was put out. Yeah, it was like there was just bit, people had pieces, but God put the puzzle together at the in Topeka, Kansas is literally the center of the country. Literally, like smack dab the middle of our nation, and it spread out from there. And I believe God founded this country for that purpose. And maybe that's high minded of me. I don't know, <clears throat> but we seem to have a role to play. In the very end of the times, in the end of this age. I watched that Lords of Discord, that other volume eight of the hip hop thing. Talks a lot about about a lot of this stuff. He goes pretty in depth on some of that. JFK, seven organizations and stuff. Like about that. a week before he was assassinated, had a you can look the speech up. He gave a speech saying, "You all don't know. I mean, is of course he used different words." More eloquent than I'm going to use, but he basically said, "You don't really understand what's going on behind the scenes of all this stuff." Yeah, he talked about like secret society, or mentioned like secret societies, and, and I'm going like to that. reveal like, all of this to you. He was kind of talking almost seven days later. He was killed, almost in code, almost like you know, like kind of. It wasn't even in code. Yeah. He just wasn't prepared to lay it all out, but he announced that he was going to, and I think that was probably his mistake. Wasn't he a Democrat? He was. Wasn't the Kennedy's so kind of a big powerful... No, he wasn't. Wasn't the Kennedy name kind of a big powerful money and uh, political? Lincoln wasn't a Democrat? Nope. Republican. What do I always hear about something about like with... Oh, there's a whole plaque somewhere on a, on a building by his statue somewhere that says he was a Democrat. And it's wrong. He was not. Okay, well... That's where you messed me up there, is because I was you're saying I was taught that he was a Democrat. Possibly, I don't know where you went. I don't know who taught in whatever school you're in, but he was a Republican. So uh, I guess my thoughts are, you know, because I had a, it was a um, Masonic Bible that showed the the lineage of the people in this. Mason, the Masonries, from Washington all the way down to Jefferson or whatever, all the way down. And anyway, it just makes you wonder who all, if they're all, all these higher ups are in this presidents and whoever else, who all is really a Christian that say they were a Christian? Right. <clears throat> because George Washington and our solid founding fathers that actually wrote like the Federalist Papers and and you can read from their own personal writings, they 100% believed in God. Mm -hmm. No mention of a trinity. They believed in God, and this country was put together out of divine intervention. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, you're talking about the people that fought the battles, had bullets whizzing by their head, mm -hmm. shells landing near them, watching their friends die, watching their troops die around them, and being reduced to minuscule numbers, mm -hmm. and going through all of this cold and and you know just trying to just everything that has to do with battle, and coming out of it and saying, there's no doubt in my mind that this country was founded mm -hmm. because of divine intervention. Mm -hmm. 
coming from the guys that saw it firsthand, the people that saw it firsthand, and most of them wrote that. The largest navy, I was reading some history on old Ironsides today, which she didn't come out until after the after the Revolutionary War, but the largest navy, the largest army in the world, Great Britain, and we were a bunch of ragtags. We didn't even have enough rifles to hand around. We had to make rifles as we were going. We didn't have enough rifles to hand around. Not for that type of purpose, for the purpose of hunting, but you know what I'm saying? Didn't have any money to speak of as a country. We didn't have a country. So they were having what we would today call National Guardsmen. Each state was providing troops to fight. Definitely got got us there soon in this country. Um, you know, I mean, my brain is I'm so hot tired. But these Masons claim that they have all power and they're in control, which well, they are of this world. Satan but God is the still author has of had lies. His hand on this country for our freedom to worship God and the truth to go forward. Right. And not only to go forward, but <clears throat> as you guys were talking about, it came to a point in time, because God knows he can see the end from the beginning, it came to that time in our in our history. Of course, then it was, wasn't history. It was happening then. And God said, if I'm going to have this foundation for an end-time revival, it's time to start a movement. And you can put Pentecostal to it or apostolic to it, whatever you want to put to it. And I, and I believe that was... Um, of course, that name didn't get put on it until the 40s. 45? I'm the new guy. What year was it? 40-something. In St. Louis. It was a church I missed, that I grew up in. I missed the What year? I think it 40, was 46. Okay. I think. World War II was over in 45. Yeah. But it was just simply that God said, it's time to, to take this little line of truth that has made its, just like you were saying, pockets of truth that made its way all the way through the timeline of man, and it's time to, to spread my word. Mm-hmm. And 46 is when it became UPCI. There was different pockets of uh, Pentecostalism going, but they, uh, the AOC, all these different ones that they were, I don't know if it's AOC, but it was all these different factions of people being, believing the exact same thing, but they, they came together as one organization. Which and you certainly don't have to have Pentecostal or Apostolic on your sign. No. As long as you believe in oneness and, and exactly what the Scripture says. 